Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. This is going to be episode 67. We've got the G-Man with the 67. laptop. 67, it feels like we've done 67. Man. I know. <laughs> man, so they're long form, man. Do you, do you know what's funny? We're talking numbers and data and the stuff which can be quite tiring for a lot of people, but I feel energised and like it's... Pumped. Pumped. Like, yeah, finance doesn't have to be scary. Like, mm. it can be fun, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to, like, freak everyone out. It can actually be really, really fun. So. Especially when you start talking big numbers like 14 properties, 23 properties, like you start, mm. possibilities could, start opening. Could, could be 14 credit cards. It could be a disaster. <laughs> but either way, it, it can be fun. It doesn't have to feel that bad. Yeah. So, but um, what's going on here, boys? Mate, it's a thank you gift. A thank you for the Mate, G. Thank you to the G, my friend. Yeah, so that's a thank you from Kevin and I just for everything you've done. Oh, geez. See, the boys are hitting the town tonight. Um. <laughs> What are we going to do with this? Mate. I don't need this, boys. Thank straight you. Straight to a charity, mate. Oh, it's not for you. It's, a, it's well, not for you. Thank you. Appreciate it's not actually for you. So, uh, well, good, because I don't need it. So, we'll donate it to uh, your charity, which is the O-Kids for the orphanages and all that sort of stuff. So, it's on footage now, so you can't say no. So. <laughs> G, you're a gangster. You're there actually you go, a boys. G. Thank wow, you. really? Yeah, give it to some kids who need it. I do plenty. I don't need it. Thank you, bro. Uh, that What the fuck? Thank you, my You're friend. unreal, bro. You're actually But unreal. I'm keeping the scratchy. Keep the scratchy. Mate, keep the scratchy. You must know the Monopoly guy. <laughs> I'm keeping Insane, the scratchy, bro. But if I win, I'll donate all of it. We'll see what happens. If wow. you win, we've got to do, use it for another podcast, something. All right. For Some education. Food, yeah, something. A couple of coffees and we're on. Let's a couple roll. of energy drinks, never know what'll happen. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> What are we going to do? What, you want to rip in the numbers, right? People are doing the, like the messages and the Mayhem. DMs and so people don't understand if this shit's real. Yeah. I think a good place to start with, with, there's a, with finance, it's broken into uh, multiple different languages. You've got LVRs, you've got serviceability. There's so many different words. P&I. and i yeah. Um, buffers, assessment rates. So I think a good place to start will just to give people a, a framework in terms of if you earn X amount, how do the banks view your income? Do they buffer it, shade it? Mm, What's mm, interest? Can you just mm. give an overview of how serviceability works? Yeah, so this is a good one. If people get real stuck, you guys share the links for your audience for the free Tuesday sessions. They can get a shitload of it. We just, we're just talking about one then, right? Yeah. I just showed you one then. So someone did one of the free sessions, which you boys can share to your audience. Let's just have a look. Won't say the full name. We've got a message. I'll just call him B. His name starts with B. Hey, Graham, just spoke to Grab, sorry, I mean Nab, and I just had my interest rate lowered 1.27% in less than five minutes on the phone. And I've worked out from your course saving me over $5 a day on my 168,000K mortgage. And I've also clawed back 30 to 40 bucks I instantly found in my weekly budget that I was blowing just by focusing on not spending money on shit. Thanks so much, man. Like, that's wow. epic. Like, 1.27% in five minutes. And other people are like, the bank said no. I'm like, you just didn't ask right. So, so an answer, like, I just wanted to share that because they've been coming in, like, flooding in every day. So going to serviceability, right, if people aren't aware, there's something called the serviceability buffer, right? So post, you know, global financial crisis and COVID and that. So if you're going to go and get a loan today for whatever the figure is, they're not assessing, you say the, the rate with that lender is 6%. They're not actually pretending you're paying 6%, which you are. They have to buffer you 3% with nearly all lenders. So some of the loans you're looking at and they go, okay, you can service five or 600 grand. They have to pretend you're paying an extra 18, 19, 20 grand a year 
and they have to evidence it from your actual bank statements and your living expenses. Mm. That's 400 bucks a week that most people have got if they're getting a loan anytime soon. Mm. So then people on social are like, oh, you can't do that. You've got to have the money. Well, actually, if you got the loan approved, you've probably got the money unless you changed your circumstances. You just don't believe you have the money. So that's called the serviceability buffer. So what's really scary is if you go, oh, they're going to add 3%. Like imagine if you're trying to borrow a million dollars and they're adding 3% to that. Jeez. It's just churn. And it's not money you actually have to pay. It's just in case. Mm. And that's why the Australian housing market is so stable. You're meant to have 10, 20%, preferably 20% deposit. You've got to pretend you're paying an extra 3% per annum. That's why it's so stable. The banks don't have to take risks. So it's important people understand the serviceability buffer. Um, then you've got things like LVR, which is like loan to value ratio. So typically a bank only wants you to, to have a clean, big 20% deposit and they'll lend you up to 80% of the property value in their opinion, um, pretty comfortably if you've got the income to service it with the serviceability buffer. Uh, so that's important to understand loan to value ratio. There's some, re all the listeners out there for you that are first home buyers, single parents, been out of the market, divorced back in. There are so many fucking epic incentives now, like the government's doing co-ownership where they front up most of the deposit. Single parents can buy with as little as two or 3%. Wow. Uh, people that have been married and divorced uh, that haven't owned a home for 10 feet, they can go back in with as little as 5%. So there's so many amazing grants available now for people, you know, people like, oh, the market's fucked and you'll never get a home. It's like, can I be really honest? If you can't save 2 to 5% regardless of living expenses, I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah, you don't really deserve to own a home. Mm. Now, just to put that in context before everyone fucking sprays me, right? Put that in context of when most people buy their first home, they will move in with parents, they will mm. not have a flash car, they won't buy takeaway, they won't buy brand name clothes, or they'll live with friends for six to 12 months. So when I say that, I mean, you have to make some sort of sacrifice. Go back to our parents, grandparents, they made their own fucking clothes yeah. coming out of, you know, like mm. they went without, they never, ever, ever could think of afford of eating out ever unless it was the $5 pension meal at the bolo on a Wednesday night. Like, they had their own gardens. Their own gardens, their own prod, like all that mm. sort of stuff. Like, they were savvy, hand me down close. So when I say that, I don't mean to be facetious, but I bought my own home, I had to go without. I shared with mates, I lived with parents, like, like it's tough, yeah? Mm. But that, like, look at the grants, you know? I'll share mm. some on socials when, when we launch this episode. 2%, five, like there's some co-ownership, no mortgage insurance. There's some amazing grants for almost anyone to get in the market. What about parental guarantees? You a fan of those? Massive fan. Uh, massive, massive fan. Because you look at it two ways, right? Uh, bank and mum and dad's always been a huge, huge factor in the market. Uh, it is hard. Like unless you're living with mum and dad or can move. Like if you're paying rent right now and you've got two, three kids, I get it. It's not that I don't deserve it. It's fucking hard, mm. yeah? But in the same token, something's got to give. You can't have four kids, three cars, mm. eat out all the time and then wonder why you can't save for a house. So mm. parental guarantor is a huge one whereby mum and dad, if they trust their kids, can pledge equity. So the other one I see is just cash. Mum and dad give the kids, they take a loan on their home and go, here's a hundred grand guys, go buy a house. Pretty risky. Mm. Yeah, you've got to trust the kids to pay the payments or the money. 100 grand, do you give to them 6%, six grand a year? Is it that risky at 100 and something bucks a week? Mm. So there's that method, right? We're just handing over the money. Um, I prefer the kids to be accountable because what happens with a parental guarantor or pledge is 
mum and dad's property with equity will be with the same lender that you buy with. So you need to buy with the same lender. They've already got a mortgage with mum and dad. They'll give you, up, they, can, they can give you like 100% of the property purchase. So you're buying for 600, they'll give you 600, but they'll take all of the equity for the 120 you should have, mm -hmm. plus any cost against mum and dad's place. So like an imaginary bigger mortgage. So there's no physical cash that changes hands, but your house is secured by mum and dad's house. Um, some people hate it. I don't mind, like it's like, hey, you're, gonna, you're not gonna screw over your own mum and dad right now. If you were sick, injured, dismembered, lost your job, and you can't pay and the bank rings, you go, oh, I've hurt myself, I'm on workers comp or I'm sick. And they go, well, you gotta pay, I can't. Well, then what do they do? They ring the guarantor. So they ring mum and dad and go, hey, are you aware that your kids are off work and blah, blah, because they've got, they're part of the finance and the application. Mm. And so in those circumstances where kids have got like a bit of deposit, over my sort of 22, 23 years of doing that, I've always suggested that the kids give the parents the deposit. Wow. And borrow all of it. And the reason being, if they can sustain that debt, is mum and dad hold a security buffer beyond the guarantor. Mm. So they save 20 grand, but they needed 100 grand. Give that to mum and dad to pop into their redraw. And if you're ever sick, hurt, something breaks in the house, it's like you've got this yeah. forced mm. savings locked away with mum and dad. Yeah. And that gives mum and dad like, okay, 20 grand's 400 bucks a week for the year. Okay, that's half their mortgage or it's, it's you know, 800 a week. For, like, yeah. gives mum and dad a bit of comfort, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't, I don't mind parental guarantors. They've got a place in the market for sure. Hey, the sooner you get your kids in the market, mm. the sooner they get some growth. Mm. Yeah, it's truth. And there's so much equity sitting there that it's... You so may much equity. If you're not going to do it for your kids, do it for yourself. Yeah. Do something. What about... It's a touchy subject, but SMSF. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts with in the lending space? Um, and, and well, I mean, I'm a lender, right? Yeah. So, lender and aid. I personally, all my super is pretty much in an SMSF. Um, I've got a, you know, about three, four hundred grand at the moment in a mortgage fund. That gives me 12% per annum. Pays every month. Um, but, you know, it depends on your circumstances. That's, I sold an asset. I had some cash put a couple of hundred in it in the fund. It's way better than what most people are getting in stocks, bonds and ETFs and I'm getting paid monthly as well. Wow. Mm. So um, I'd always say get the right guy and you know, use a financial advisor that's really reputable, that's licensed. There's not many financial advisors that can recommend property, not a property, but property in general, commercial, residential, factory shops as, uh, as a financial planner. Not many of them can under their license. Um, I do it. That's where most of my wealth is. There's a couple of exciting reasons for it around no CGT when you retire. Cool shit that people can go talk to their advisor on. Um, and I think it's really good. Like I've got clients from a lending perspective and they meet us that are a mechanic. And you can't buy a house in super and live in it or rent it to you. Like it's completely illegal and a breach for super. Chat to your planner and your accountant. Um, but you can, when you have a business and the, the super fund can buy a mechanic workshop in super with 20, 30% deposit and the business can pay the rent to the super fund. Like, mm. so if you ever sold the mechanic workshop, you could still retain being the landlord. So SMSF uh, leverage, you know, cause if you've got 200 grand in the stock market, you get five, 10% on 200 grand, making up some numbers. Whereas if you've got 200 grand and you buy a million dollar property, if property grew at five, 10% on a million dollars, you make 50, a hundred grand, mm. yeah? But if your 200 grand goes up five, 10%, it's nowhere near that. So the power of leverage can be a good tool, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, yep. you gotta got talk to your planner. May suit your goals, may not. Mm. But it can be a really handy tool. And especially if you get tapped in your personal servicing, you yeah. can, it's separate how it's calculated, I mean, isn't it? 
the reason most people find it attractive is they're not worried about ups, downs, yo-yos, et cetera. It's insured. You know, you probably think you're going to preserve your capital pretty well, but if you bought a house 20, 30 years ago, what's it worth today? So if you're 30 or 40 now and you want a good retirement, if you bought a house today, what's it likely, hopefully, going to be worth when you retire in 30, 40 years? Fucking heaps more. Yeah. Three or four times more. Yeah, like heaps more. Yeah. So it's a pretty, it can, and you can diverse. So you can go, well, I put a couple of hundred as a deposit on a property. I put the other couple of hundred into the market. You could do both. That's pretty sexy. Mm. But again, it needs some pretty detailed advice on a case by case basis. Yeah. Gee, let's run, let's run through some numbers. Mm. 30 year loan versus a 10 year loan. Yep. If you had a $1 million mortgage yep. with a big bank on a 30-year loan, which is roughly 66.5% six, per annum, yep. being 6700 per month in P&I, what How is 6700 What is the comparable rate for a 10-year loan and what can people expect to pay each month in, a, in P&I repayments? Okay. On top of that, can we compare the interest savings over the 20-year difference? So we'll go back a step. People get confused with this. Preferably use a 30-year loan, but pay everything you earn into the loan. People get so stuck on minimum payments, that's all they understand. So in the previous one, everyone blew up as a great reel. There's no such thing as minimum payments. Now, for me, it was for you to go, what the fuck is he talking about yeah. in a 90-minute conversation, right? Mm. But then you've got context, like, oh, I'm like, well, if you put, you earn 10 grand a month and you throw 10 grand at your loan mm. and it was two and a half the bank wanted, have you met your minimum payment? Mm. Yeah, you've put 10 grand in. Now there's seven and a half left, yeah. but it's saving you six or 7%. So we'll run some numbers. Do you know what income that person's on? No, there's okay. no context with so that. So they've borrowed a million. Let's well, divide do you that do, by Do you want to do one of the real numbers that we got sent in a message then? Yeah, all right. Done. I think you've got it in the, the both sides account. All right. I know we had uh, Gemma. We won't say any other names. Gemma from, all right, Gemma from, from Victoria. Victoria. We'll do that one. Because it's a bit hard to give context without an income and how many yeah. kids. So let's let's use a real number of a couple yep. of the people that have um that have messaged in. All right. So her. And scenario, I'm going to run this through our our compliance calculator. So Gem's scenario, she's got a 760 grand mortgage. Yep. She's got 34,000 in redraw. Yep. Um, 10,000 of that is for her to pay her tax as she's a subcontractor. Homes valued circa 1.3 mil. No other loans, no credit cards. Her joint income with two dependents is 250 grand. 250 grand. So so what I'm going to do, because I don't know the specifics, right? What I'm going to do is just split the income in half and say she's on 125 and I'm assuming hubby's on 125. You said Melbourne, so we're going to yep. look at the household expense measure in Melbourne that a bank uses to approve a loan. We're going to look at a couple with how many children? Two. Two children. Mm -hmm. And then what was her interest rate and her minimum <coughs> month or the monthly payment? So she's month minimum payment is four thousand nine hundred and three. Yep. And the current rate's six point oh nine percent. Okay, six point oh nine. She's got twenty eight years left in eleven months. Okay. Cool. So. Let's run this. Okay. <laughs> so lady from Victoria, $760,000. I'm going to exclude redraw, tax, et cetera, because that's just available funds, which means the limit would be higher, but she's put some extra money in, like I suggest. 6.09% per annum, paying 4903 a month in Melbourne, coupled with two children, earning 125 and 125. And you said she's got about 28 years left to go. Yep. We can pay her loan off. 
So on her current loan, she's going to pay back not 760. She's going to pay back 1.5 million, 318,000. That's one five zero zero three one eight double fucking double. Now the interest component of that is seven hundred and thirty six thousand three hundred and one dollars. Doesn't give me much of a money anything, really, to be honest. No. Now, using what I do for clients every single day and taking away that allure of offset and all the bullshit, I'll have a debt free in eight years and six months. She's only going to pay a total of nine hundred and seventy three thousand dollars. Nine hundred and seventy three thousand six hundred and seventy three to be precise. And the interest she'll pay is two hundred and thirteen thousand and ninety eight dollars. Two one three zero nine eight. Now the interest component saved alone there is five hundred and twenty three thousand two hundred and four dollars. It's half a million dollars that goes off her principal instead of going to the bank. Yeah, wow. So what's the repayments on that? Well, this is the thing that everyone gets stuck on, right? So her payment's $4,903. Yep. So if I go down into the detail of this that I'd be auditing if I was working with her. So year one, she's going to put... So just to give the detail, if anyone's got a pen and paper at home, maybe write this down. Here's the algorithm, right? So the net combined household income is about $15,235 out of tax. Yeah, net of tax. Per month? Per month, yep. So they've got 125, it's 250. So those incomes, I'll just tell you here for the people really into the detail, 125 grand for one of them is about $91,408 net of tax, okay? And they're both on that. So when you combine that together, we've got uh, $15,235 a month net combined income. After tax. Now what we're gonna do, ignore the 4903 that she's brainwashed to pay. We're going to take the 15,235 and salary credit straight into a loan. Have we or have we not paid more than the 4,903? Massively reduced that interest. Three times, yeah? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if we put 15,235 into her loan, how much comes off her loan in 30 days? The total amount. 15,235. Mm. Okay. Now, in her current structure with her bank, she's only paying $12,974 in principal off in the entire fucking year. Wow. Over 30 years. Fuck. And it goes from 12974 to 13786 to 14,600. And it goes up about a couple of hundred bucks. So if we get into the algorithm, write this down. Just we understand the concept, yeah? Meant to pay 4903. We're gonna put 15,235 in, and I'll give this calculator image here so everyone will see it to play along at home, but write it down. The monthly expenses typically that a bank would approve a loan on for a married couple with two dependent children in Melbourne is $5,594 a month. $5,500. Yeah. $5,590, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5,
take out the living expenses each month. So, so five, six, five, nine, yeah, four. five, five, nine. So four. if you had a calculator, you go 15, two, three, five, minus five, five, nine, four. And then we've got to take out interest, which would be about 43,952. She's going to pay off $71,732 a year off a loan, which is going to cap out around $5,978 a month. So if I was working with this client, this family, all I'm looking for is six grand a month, six grand a month, six grand a month. In expenses. In, exp well, no, in principal in reduction, reduction, detract them, and you go, hang on, they earn 15. The bank says they need five, six to live. They've got to pay interest and they've got to get six grand a month off the loan. Well, they need five, six to live, yeah. six off the loan, six, six, twelve, and, the, and then the rest of it, what? Yeah. We paid all the bills. So it's quite complicated, right? We'll, we'll put in, in the session, we'll put these um, videos and resources in there for them. But she's going to get six grand a month or $71,000 a year off her home loan. Now, people can't understand this because before they meet me, they think they're killing it. Mm. They're spending it on shit. They're buying bottled water. They're definitely not donating to charity because they don't know where all their money's going and they're buying shit. Mm. And by the way, just uh, so you can see it yourselves, there's all the data. There's all the living expenses. There's all the income. There's how she's going to be. There's I love how you call it disgusting bank loan. Disgusting fucking bank loan. I love loan. that. Yeah? <laughs> disgusting. Isn't it disgusting? It is And disgusting. then I break it down every single month for them. What they should be, could be doing versus what they've been told to do. So let me just... So you can see the algorithm here. 15 in, 5 out, the rate, etc. That's what they're left with. And I it's guess just because so when you think about it, you go, what do I have coming in? And everyone thinks what I'm teaching is you got to eat fucking two minute noodle. No, huh. you will have your money scattered fucking everywhere. The amount of DMs I got right now, thanks so much. I just sold my car, paid seven years of my mortgage off. Right? Like, I just did this. Like, I had 50 grand savings. No, you fucking didn't. It's 50 grand that should be off your mortgage. Mm. Your savings should sit in your mortgage and earn 6% net of tax or whatever yeah. your rate is. This is so simple, guys. I shouldn't have a single fucking award on the planet. Yeah, when you put it like that, I, I, I'm not the smartest person with numbers, right? Mm. I'm just not that analytical. But I look at that and I go, fuck, that makes complete sense. Just the makes sense. So in two years' time, this lady, Jem, has got a 150 grand for a deposit if she wants. Ding, ding, ding. Then she can debt recycle. And I know there's some shitty videos of people going around lately trying to explain it incorrectly. Then she can draw that equity, that redrawed loan, split it off into its own interest only loan. And if, and if the funds are used to acquire investments, it becomes a fully tax deductible loan. So every two years, this family could be having $150,000 mm. to put towards stocks, bonds, shitcoin, Australia coin. <laughs> I love giving it around, right? Could be real estate, could be art, could be wine, whatever they like. But they now have capacity now. We heard the people, inflation, it makes me feel smart, today's dollars. Well, would you rather pay 12 grand a year off your home and be broke, or would you rather pay 70 grand a year off your home and your home went up in value? I'd mm. take the second option. Of course, it's double bubble. I like to call mm. it, that's like, home goes up, sure, it always goes up, and but, but if you pay it down, you're twice as wealthy as all your friends and family. Mm. It's actually not that hard. Everyone that's listening is like, oh, but we're struggling and we've got this, G, and we've got that. Okay, 
do one of the free webinars. Go through your bank statements for the last 30 days, get a red or pink, orange, nasty highlighter and highlight every single thing you spent that was whack. Fuck, I'm getting nervous just thinking you just about started, it. You just sweat. Imagine, <laughs> I just started saying, well, you just sweat. It's pretty cold in I'm here. Thinking, fuck, I need to do that. And then I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to Actually, do I don't that, want to. You just <laughs> like, I, I think I heard the shvikta pucker. Like, oh, no, anyway, moving right along. It's a bit uncomfortable, right? And that's what I do for is, people. Is that what most people feel like? That is that. Yeah. Is, do you think that's, that's why most that, people don't do it? See that reaction? Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking so, like, people will be listening to going, oh, or they'll go and do it and they'll stop after the third or fourth thing they highlight and they'll throw it away. It's so confronting. But if you do confront it, right, mm. it's like every time I go on a health journey, all right, I'm going to lose weight today. Guys, I've heard all the jokes, KFC, Maccas, kebabs, I'd fucking flog a snack back, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day... I can go and lose weight really quickly and hold it off if I chose to, right? Mm. But you can't get rich overnight. You yeah. can't donate to charity overnight. You can't be a good human being overnight. You're either a ship bloke or you're not, right? Mm. So, but that reaction is like, oh my God, I had a health problem, right? So mm. usually we fear something. I had a health problem. I need to focus on my health. And we go real deep into health and wellness. Money, we do just enough to stay away from that. Oh my God, <laughs> man, kept freaking out, right? And then once he gets comfortable again, he's had a good month. Yeah, he's had a good <laughs> What happens? <laughs> all of a sudden he's out in the club with a bottle. No, when he was young in the bottle. Like all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to get a new suit. I'm going to get a new iPhone. I'm yeah. going to get a new pen. You know what I mean? I'm going to take my partner out and away for the weekend to this amazing hotel. And then I call it manic budgeting. We're bipolar budgeters because you have a shit month. So you know what you do in, after the shit month? I you spend noodles. You sp but then you spend money to make yourself feel good. Oh, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know what you do too. when you have to pay the bill on the credit card? You get Look real away. fucking miserable yeah. and depressed again. You do. It's a never-ending cycle sometimes. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about a family of four in Melbourne on a good income, right? Mm. $760,000 isn't a small loan. Lady said something about tax or whatever, so contract, self-employed, so working hard. You're not working short hours mm. when you're self-employed. Everything's easier. Two children, obviously, dependent children. That's three quarters of a million dollars gone in eight years and six months. Mm. And the number I want to put in everyone's head here is it saves her 17 years and one month. 17 years and one month times 4903 per month is 1005... One one five one million five thousand one hundred and fifteen dollars in minimum repayments. She doesn't have to pay for seventeen years. Wow, that's mental. That means that's a millionaire. A, it's a millionaire just by changing the way they bank. They don't even need to pay me. I mean, I'll do a fucking heaps better job than they will, right? But they don't need like listen to the information. Go through your bank statements. Set up. My mission is FTB. Mm. Like we had back in there, come to Aussie, we'll save you. And he sold to Conbank, mm. right? Mark Burris is probably the last gentleman in the financial services sector having a crack. For, I don't know, he seemed to like the business staff and mm. society. He's the last person having a crack in Australia. Mm. But I'm sure he, he's done well. He probably retired. So who's going to wave the flag for the everyday Aussie family? Mm. Someone's got to put their neck on the line. And I've got a really fat fucking neck, so it <laughs> might as well be me. <laughs> Until all the creditors just stop giving you your licenses. Yeah, well, I'll just keep creating products or get money from another institution. Yeah. There's always someone, that's a good point. People go, how do banks work with you? So I have one of the largest banks in Australia, right? This information I'm showing you here, I did a deal with them. 
to actually show the client this, put it in their loan contracts. You know, when you sign your mortgage, it's like that thick, it's digital, and have a big, thick envelope. Inside, one of the biggest banks in Australia's loan contract has my formula and the schedule to pay your loan off in 10 years. I'm the only licensed broker in Australia that has that and I have it exclusively for the next few years. No mm. one's ever had it before. Passed by one of the biggest banks in Australia's legal department. Why did they do that if they're going to make less money off it? They're not. Okay. Because they're going to buy more properties? So, oh. banks like their books to stay long and slow and fat over 30 years. My, some banks, a lot of banks don't like me because my client's debt reduces so rapidly, their margins aren't as strong, yeah? Mm. However, if mum and dad create a deposit for an investment of shares or property or whatever every one to two years and they use the money, which is called reutilization, and then it's for investment, which is interest only because it's deductible. They don't pay it off, do they? Because it's deductible. Mm. So now my clients actually don't have one loan that slowly, slowly drops. My clients have a loan that drops rapidly, but they reutilize the funds every year or two, mm. which means my client is stickier and more loyal because they're recycling everything they're doing. Mm. So the smart banks love what I do. Yeah. Also, that bank, I'm the only broker in Australia that has zero arrears on his mortgage book through Fuck COVID. Fuck off. Are you zero serious? For three consecutive years. That's why I have that arrangement and product with them. Now to testify to what I do, and that's with multiple banks, but when one of the What's biggest What's roughly banks, how many clients that would- Thousands. Fuck, and thousands. zero arrears. Zero arrears, I'm a fuck zero. Because in three to four months of operating what I said of overpaying it and saving the 6%, 7%, in three to four months doing this, all of my customers, if they follow it to the T, will take more principal off their loan than they did in the entire previous 12 months before they met me paying normal payments. Mm. It's a fact. Yeah. I underwrite it for my clients, I guarantee mm. it. Wow. Can you explain to someone like my mum, Jules, who doesn't- Hey, Jules. She understands back. the pay down the owner rock, mm -hmm. but she doesn't understand how you maintain interest only on investment debt and you don't pay that off. Can you explain yeah. to listeners like that how that works? So for those of you who are not familiar with that, there's good debt and there's bad debt, right? So. Your home loan is what we consider bad debt. You get the privilege of living in it. It's not tax deductible. There's lots of interest, so it's hard to pay off. Investment lending is tax deductible. And so therefore, the interest is deductible. If you make principal repayments, you can't claim that because you're owning it brick by brick, right? You're creating equity. So typically, if you ever have a home loan and an investment, your home's always going to be P&I and you're going to pay it off. It gives you a better rate. You're going to do it quicker. Interest only is a bit dearer. The bank knows you're not paying it off. The concept for Jules would be, okay, at the end of the month, I owe the bank $2,000 interest. If I can get $500 a week before any costs, I need to pay them $2,000 and I got $2,000. Now, then you've got to pay property management fees, rates, so it's a bit less, right? So there's a shortfall, i.e. negative geared. But then also, the interest is deductible. The property management fees are deductible. The rates are deductible and the property as an investment will have some capacity of what we call depreciation which is a non-cash deduction that you can talk to your accountant about. Now, that means that in Jules's case, she might get two grand a month in income. She might have $500 a month in costs. I'm just making up a number. So she earns 1,500 after costs and she's got to pay 2,000. So she's short about $500 a month, right? Or 125 bucks a week on that basis. But then when she gets her tax back, her depreciation, her interest expense, 
she's probably going to be closer to neutrally to negatively geared. That makes yeah. sense? Yeah. So it's just people understanding that you can buy a property that's fucking costs you $1,000 a month, one that makes you $1,000, or one that's kind of in the middle. Now, each investor has a different desire, goal, and risk profile. So don't fucking do something that doesn't suit your profile. Mm. So for Jules, by the sense, like, I kind of get it. I don't know. Like, she would want to look for a property that maybe, if the loan interest was 2000 a month, she might want to try to find a property that the rent's 2500 a month. Mm. Then she can pay a little fees and the costs, and, and then maybe it's about break even with, or with some tax and that. She might feel a bit more stable. Is that mm. like, because right now when rates went up, the first thing everyone does is like, I've got to sell my investment property. So you bought it to make money. So it's funny, right? You bought it to make money. Now that it costs you, like you actually have to make an investment into the investment, you want to fuck it off. <laughs> but ready for this? When the rates go down and it's not costing, you never want to sell it. You're playing fucking Monopoly. It's like, we're, yeah. back, to my mate, we're back to my mate over here, right? <laughs> the mustachio. So human beings are a fucking weird creature. Mm. Well, I said in the other episode, there's no such thing as money. Mm. Cryptocurrency, blockchain. I thought block and chain or ball was like what they used to call back in the day at a wedding, like sexist, facetious shit. <laughs> so there's blockchain, there's fake money, there's currencies. That, it's not real. It's all made up. Mm. It's ones and noughts on a screen. Mm. So when you understand it's what you think, how you feel, Jules, how does Jules feel? How does that lady feel in Melbourne, her partner, her kids? Money makes you feel a lot of things. Mm. Money makes you think a lot of things. But it isn't real. And so also that then means that those thoughts, feelings and desires and goals, maybe they're good or bad, mm. but they're not real unless you make them real. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Mate, so I'll just, because it's current, let's say Jules then buys an investment property for 500 grand that's neutrally geared. She borrows 400K. Yep, 80%. 80%. What's her, how she make, for her to, pull the trigger on this, how she making money is, like let's say that property goes up by 7% so, per so annum or six and a half. That. A really easy way is what we call dollar for dollar rent. So in other words, if you buy for 500,000, can you get $500 a week rent? And then you do the math, right? So if you go 500 a week times 52, divided by the 500, it's gonna come out about 5.1, 5.2%, okay? Now given rates are six, six and a half, seven, you know, depending on the lender and the product and the LVR, um, you might want to look for something a bit higher. Hmm. You know, Jules might want to go, oh. Now, if she put 100,000 cash at that property and is only carrying 400 debt and getting 500 rent, hmm. she's probably okay. Yeah? yeah. Hmm. So I hope, hope that, that's a kind of an easy way to break it down. Whereas if you were to buy in Bondi or Coogee, darling, right? Like a, a premium area, because hmm. they go up in value, sure. You might be buying a 1960s old red bricker unit for two million bucks. And it probably rents for 1100 a week. Mm. It's like a 2.5% yeah. gross rental yield. Yeah. Now, right now, those people are hurting. But they're going to make so much capital growth. But you know what? They'll never fucking sell because they don't want to pay tax. Mm. Yeah. Where's the win? Yeah. So then you can keep leveraging the equity. But then because you've got such a shit yield, the bank won't give you any more money. So you're stuck with two or three properties. Yeah. So there's this self-fulfilling cycle of people having a crack but mostly getting poor advice or thinking they know what they're doing and they don't. Yes, that, that wrong advice can set you back decades. And especially Seriously. if it's self-inflicted. Yeah. Mm. If, you, if you, you know, I talked about the home and the selling the home, et cetera. So 
That dollar for dollar rent is a good gauge where it rates are a bit higher right now. If you're getting a 5% gross rental yield, but your interest is six or seven, you're a bit negatively geared, but it's not manageable, too painful. Yeah. It's manageable with the tax and everything. Mm. Um, talk to your accountants if you're listening to this soon, you're an investor. I don't know if you guys know, you can get your tax back weekly. Like I know it's a sneaky trick. Didn't know so that. So you can do, if you're yeah. an employee, you can do what's called a PAYG, tax withholding variation. You can say, hey, tax office, I'm an investor. I've got a depreciation schedule. I've got this. These are my interest expenses. This is my lease. Da 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 da. da. Here's the property. Here's my depreciation schedule. And they go, yep, you're entitled to 10, 10 grand a year in tax, eh? Oh. Most people wait all year to get their tax. Yeah. My clients don't. You know why? Interest is calculated daily. Yeah. So if we can get $200 a week where the ATO says yes, they write to your payroll master and you don't get 800 a week in your salary, you get 1,000 a week. Yeah. And now you've got an extra 200 a week or 800 a month or 10 grand a year coming off your loan, incrementally reducing the bank's interest charges every day. Now go a step further. This was Jules and she did that. Jules then gets the $500 rent. What do most people do with it? They sit it in the property mm. manager's trust account. Yep. Fuck that. I don't care if it costs me $3.50 in a disbursement. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get a weekly disbursement the day the rent's paid and I'm gonna stick it in my home loan. Mm. Jules just got a second part-time job. Yeah. It's called OPM, other people's money, mm. so to speak, right? The yeah. tenant's rent comes in, it's Jules's, 500 bucks now goes into a home loan. That's $2,000, 500, 1,000, 1,500, plus the 200 from the tax man, 500, 700, 1,400, that's like a whole nother income. Jules just got a partner that doesn't have to come home and do the dishes <laughs> or annoy her up. So like, like yeah. you get into this position where you've got some, like Beck and I, we've done a podcast and she's called The Third Wheel. It's the third wheel in our relationship that goes to work for us when we need to have a sleep. Wow. Love that. It actually, like you can really simplify it for people mm. so it isn't so scary, but it's the skill, the knowledge and the care to take the time to teach someone. And if your advisors, if Jules had an advisor, they're not doing that and it's hard because your family, it's probably got to come from some, like, it's like how many times did you not listen to mum growing up? Fucking all the time. <laughs> don't touch it, it's hot. Ow. <laughs> don't touch it, it's hot. Ow. Are you fucking serious? You know, like, <laughs> so you look at, so if, sometimes it can't be family and friends. Mm. So it's having someone take the time, teach them, make sure they understand before they try to do anything helps massively, massively. And what would the exit strategy be for somebody that's not paying down the interest-only debt? So, like, some baby boomers would get scared. I'm, I buy an investment, 400 grand, G saying I'm not paying any of that interest off. I'm left with all this debt. What's the exit strategy? The exit strategy for any investor that's interest-only is buy the asset, hold, wait for capital appreciation, wait for the growth in the property. Now, the problem is that when you get it, you think it will always go up. But the, prop, the structure there is sell the property. And if you've held it for more than a year, you can get what's called the 50% capital gains tax discount. Mm. Go to the ATO website, talk to your accountant, mm. right? I shared on the previous one, I bought 14 units in one location on the Gold Coast. I made 400 on one, 350 on another, 150 on the other. I share it in my event here tomorrow. I made over a million, not being facetious, I made over a million dollars a year in selling properties in the last financial year. I bought and sold exactly after one year and half of that has no tax. Mm, yeah. Where can you not have to go to work and generate half of the income tax free? Well, nowhere really. 
And then if you're worried about paying tax, but it's always going to go up, when it goes up more, aren't you going to pay more tax? Yeah. Mm. And all of you listening only have a certain borrowing capacity. So all these fucking comments on social media about how you do it, you all get stuck two, three, four, six, woo, right? You do you, boo, but you all get stuck because you never sell. Now, I look at it this way. If I can sell one property to buy two, should I do it? If I'm making 6% per annum capital growth on a property, wouldn't I rather have two to make 6% on? Mm. One million or two million? Two. Yeah. If I can sell two to buy four, would I want two million or four million a property? Four mil. Four or eight? Eight. Eight mm. or 16? 16. 16. Let's rock and roll. Mm. It ain't that hard, but everyone's a guru. Yeah? Like, I try not to have a crack on stuff. I can't help myself. I enjoy it. I'm like, cool, man. How many you got? I'd love to learn from you. But I never get a response. I want someone to come back and go, I've got 129 properties. And I go, sweet, you got a couple more than me. How'd you get it? Can we jump on a Zoom? Love to hear you. Love to hear your thought process. It doesn't happen. Because I'm not that great, right? I've done all right. Young Houser having a crack. But I've done it all in a short amount of time. And my clients are doing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, you're so young. Yeah. Told oh, me oh, fuck, I don't feel it. Well, like relative I to could have had a Netflix documentary. They called it a fuckwit series. All the, so like, you've started 10, started ten clean, years ago when you were... So really you've 2012, done 2012, riddled with debt, messy divorce. And so, done over 100 in 10 years, basically. Yeah. When, when did you figure all this stuff out? 2013. Late 2012, early 2013. Did, did you just stumble across it? Was it because of out, out like of the We said in the last episode, it was literally out of the need for my wife yeah. and I, for my position, not hers, riddled with debt, bad divorce, completely fucked. I had to take stock and audit everything I thought I knew about money. Oprah says this, she's like, hey, they, they look at all the world's billionaires and gazillionaires and charitable donors and every single one of them had massive trauma. Yeah. Mm. It's like, I'm not saying fuck up your kids. We do a good job of it anyway, right? But it was out of necessity. Yeah. And if you look at any successful person, an entrepreneur, a business person, somebody who helps charities, gives their time for meals on wheel, most of those people have had something horrific happen at some time, whether it's childhood, trauma, mm. finance, bankruptcy, domestic, like whatever it is, drugs, alcohol abuse, right? Mm. They've all had something fucking horrific happen. Mm. And they're so petrified of anyone around them or them ever experiencing it again. They literally fabricate ways to get the fuck away from it. Mm. Now, in this case, the word that we always use in our community is contrarian. Contrarian. So what I do, and you look on social media from everything we post together, contrarian is something that opposes popular belief or opinion when you look up the definition in the diary. Mm. And what I'm teaching, as we see from the comments, is completely opposing what everyone that's listening to this thinks they know. Actually, no, the people that are listening is sorry. You guys, they're the good ones, yeah? Because they're the ones like, thanks, <laughs> they aren't man. actually listening. No one's actually listening to them going, what a fuck, weird. Like, what are these three yeah. idiots talking about? They were like, thanks so much. That was amazing. I did this. It's the ones that comment on the short little reels that we make mm. that get triggered. And that's just their own fucked up belief mm. system. But yeah. good on everyone that's listening and tuning in, right? By the way, what have you learned so far from yeah, the couple of episodes? <laughs> there's, there's 20. Maybe I should have kept some of that towards the 20K, not for charity. <laughs> No, no, I'm actually getting five DMs from mum today. Yeah, yeah, mum's going to be going yeah, for the cash, be. right? She'll be like, "Did Jason? What did you say about this?" <laughs> um, all right, well, let's let's chuck in another. Let's do another scenario. Emily and Jay. Emily and Jay. All right, 
That's like Gemily. Gemily. I like blending names. All right, what's the mortgage? 1.2 mil. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. I bought them this property in the Central Coast. Did you? Yeah. 1.2. Baller, baller, shot caller. That's the debt, 1.2. Oh, that's the debt. Damn, okay. (laughs) What's the interest rate? 6.1, about 6.1. 6.1. Okay, 6.1. And payments, 6.1, 1.2 is going to be about 7.5. It's going to be about seven and a half grand if they told you what pay. And where are these guys based? In the Central Coast. They're based in the Central Coast. Yeah, Blue Bay is where the property is. Yeah. Where do they li- Are they living in it? Renting? It's a rental, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's an investment, it's an investment. for them. Okay. So, so, renting out for a, a thousand bucks a week. So, they bought it with the intent to be an owner rock. Okay, yeah. But. Kids? Yeah, kids. Kids came. So, a couple with one, one Cu- kid, couple A couple with kid? one kid at the moment. One kid at the moment. And All pregnant. Right. So, the TV's turned off. There's a bit of action in Gemily's house. What about incomes? All right. So, we've got um, 110K. Yep. And 120K. Okay. And they're getting rental income? Yeah. The rental income's 1000 a week. Okay. So, we're, and I'm assuming so 50, 52. 50 ownership. <laughs> okay. So, 110, 120 they're sharing 52 a year in gross rental income, couple with one child. Are they rent vesting? Are they in Sydney at the moment? Where are yeah, they? Yeah, they're, so they're renting, they're renting in Blue Bay. Are they renting up there as well? Yeah, they're renting up there as Central well. Central Coast. Okay, Central cool. So I just want to adjust the living expenses then. Just for rental. Okay. All right. How long have they had the property? They've had the property for two years. So there's 28 years left on the... Oh, funny, here's one I prepared earlier. There's 27 years and nine months remaining on the term. Ah. So we're pretty accurate, Pretty yeah? accurate, yeah. So, fuck. All right, so they're going to pay on the $1.2 million debt. I should have put my glasses today. They're going to pay $2,490,000 to the bank. Wow. So... No wonder people wonder, like, think they're fucking struggling financially, yeah? The interest alone on top of the 1.2 is $1,282,662 fucking dollars. That's awesome. What did the bank do for that? Fuck all. Mm. Pretty low risk. I'm assuming they put 20, 30% deposit. 20% deposit. Yeah, it's pretty low risk on the central coast, affluent area, basically an extension of Sydney. Now, we can do it in 12 years and three months. So I upped the expenses a bit just with rent and travel. Because their rent's pretty low. It's about 570. I've put a decent rent in. So yeah. assuming with a young family. So we can pay it off in 12 years and three months, not 28. So we say 15 years and six months. Wow. They only pay dollars and the total interest is 502,000. They'll reduce the principal $69,020 a year. How much a year? $69,020 a year. So again, these this couple in 2 years. So 69,000 plus 73 the following. They're going to have 140, 150 grand in 2 years time if they don't have an emergency. Yeah. An expected unexpected bill we talked about in the other episode. Yeah, that's that's nearly. So let's say they take thirty grand off because they want to do a holiday. Because let's say thirty grand in two years. Well, they're gonna let's say they they get their seventy off this year and they need twenty grand. They've got fifty off. Fifty off. They get seventy off next year and they need twenty grand. So they they need an extra four hundred a week. 
mm. by the end of the year or holidays. They're still up. They're up 100 instead of 140. People just don't understand this. Like, that is mental. Man, they're, they're saving nearly $800,000 in interest. Mm. Fucking mental. Banks are surely going to kill me soon. Mate, What's have, if the room was bigger, right? We're here for the master. We've got 500 people here tomorrow. Imagine if we were doing 1,000 people or five, I had 4,500 on Tuesday night on Zoom. Can't fit them in a room. Jeez, it'd be a fucking, what sort of room it'll be. Mm. Like that's like really fucking with the bank at scale. Yeah. Mm. But it's good for society. Yeah. This is going to have a snowball effect. This, this is going to get bigger does. and bigger. That's more money into the economy when they can afford a new car. They can buy an investment to put a property into the market over a family's head that can't get a rental or mm. need. The, we don't have enough stock. There's no homes in the market. Mm. Yeah. But and we don't know what we don't know. That's so true. And it's... We do, I'll, I'll be doing this for 12 hours on stage tomorrow. Running numbers, running numbers, changing life. Then, they don't, then we whiteboard it. I'll get those same exact numbers on a whiteboard that are on the calculator and they go, holy shit, this is real. Hmm. Have you got any doctors or solicitors that earn big money? That so this weekend I've got a doctor here. He's a GP. His wife works in veterinary practice, managing vet practices. Um, lovely, hilarious guy. He was on the webinar on Tuesday night as well. Some people that have listened to this would have seen him. Uh, when he came to me, he had two houses in Sydney. He had a family home and he had his brand new home he built in the hills. And he said to me, he said, mate, I'm Asian. He goes, I'm not allowed to sell a property. <laughs> it's just a cultural thing, right? Even Aussies, it doesn't matter. But he's like, my parents, my family would kill me if they knew I sold my old home. And I looked at this multi-million dollar debt mm. on the new home. And I looked at his old home worth a million a bit that owed a few hundred thousand. Mm. Took him a couple of months, but he's a smart guy. Wife's a smart lady. They sold it. They paid off their multi-million dollar brand new home in the hills for free. Done. Gone. Mm. No CGT. Mm. And then you know what he's got today? 16 investment properties and brand, two brand new cars. Oh, wow. He's like, I might just work four days a week. And he comes in here and now he swears. <laughs> Spent too much time with G or he suffered PTSG. <laughs> it's like PTSD, but with G. And he comes and he shares his story. And people have him on stage for like an hour. They love him. They hang around for drinks. He's the nicest. They're the nicest couple. But hearing it from a GP who makes good money, he goes... He messaged me, he goes, gee, I'm with a friend, a cardio, cardiovascular surgeon, and they're this. Listen to how fucking stupid they are with their money, but they think they're really smart. Mm. He goes, and I can't tell them. You can't tell someone that you know more than them about money. Mm. You just can't. But yeah, we've got doctors, we've got vets. Uh, I've got accountants that are clients. I've got people that are partners, apparently, in some of the biggest accounting firms in Australia. Mm. But even family and friends, people do this with us and until they see the first three or four month statement and it drops, mm. they're a bit like, oh, and then they want to tell everyone. And then mm. we get the referrals of the friends and the family. Mm. Half this room tomorrow is probably not people that see me on stage at Richard Branson or on a webinar. It's probably friends and family of people I'm already working with because yeah. they know it's real. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling business. Well, brother, I've got, a, I've got another scenario and this one's going to be a good one because this applicant or this borrower, should I say, is on a good fixed rate and they're going to be coming off a fixed rate of 4.29%. Yep. And there's going to be a bit of herd in the deal. So okay. get a pen and paper out. Their current debt... So everyone play along at home, yeah, because you might learn something to win some money. Let's 20k. Current debt? 500 grand. Yeah, they, on the button. 
on the button. They yep. own in the Sutherland Shire. Yep. So both husband and wife yep. are on 90k each. So 180 uh, and combined. Sorry, Sutherland Shire, so Sydney Metro-ish. Sydney Metro, yeah. Yeah, and any kids, sorry? There's one kid. One kid. Don't know if it's male or female. Okay, yep. And so income, hubby, your wife? 90k, both of them. So 180 combined. Okay. 90k. Yep. And because they're on that cheap rate, their current fixed repayment per month is only 2500 relatively. I know it's not only, but... Okay, 2500 yeah. So we've got mum and dad in the Shire. Mm-hmm. Love the Shire. I used to live there. Okay, this looks like a new loan, and they said it's coming off fixed. 500000 four points, which is a fun, good rate. Two and a half grand a month, Sydney couple with one kid, 90K, 90K. Mm-hmm. Okay, 29 years left remaining. Okay, so their $500,000 loan, at, at, I mean, this is a difficult one, right? Because you buy, you fix, it's like, hey, 429, but it's never going to stay 4.29. You've got to look long term. So at 29 odd years, right? So they're fixed for a year, two years, whatever they've said they're coming off. They're not going to pay back 500. They're going to pay back $880,000. So the interest alone is 379377 I can fuck that debt off on their numbers, on their living expenses, and the bank would approve this deal in my product, seven years and one month. Seven They'll pay years. back 583478 They'll only pay seventy nine grand in interest. 79000 in interest, total interest paid over the seven, seven years. years. Fuck off. So the in... They're going to reduce that. See what I mean? People go, oh, I can't believe it. So when you look what? down here, they're going to take 63 grand a year off the end, yeah? They're going to dump 83 grand a year in because they've got a good rate, right? Mm. So at this rate, which isn't... So let's, let's change the rate. So oh, we'll look at that first. They're not going to stay there. So let's change so their rate. So that's at the current rate. Yeah, so let's go... How about we go to 6%, yeah? So let's go to 6%, which would increase their minimum monthly payment, yeah? Mm-hmm. So we're going to up the payment. And this is just a quick guesstimate, yeah? And lucky my brain's like a computer. Hang on. Okay, 29 years and 10 months. So what I've done is I've gone to 6% and 6%, like 6% per annum, saying they come off tomorrow. I've had to up their minimum payment from 2,500 to like 3,009. Mm-hmm. And that means that they'd have 29 years, 10 months, basically a 30 year loan, just quickly for everyone at home, right? And it would cost them 1,074,000. They borrow five and pay back 1,070,000. And the interest is 572. I can do it in seven years and seven months, double seven, legs 11, 620, but it'll only cost them $121,000 in interest. Wow. It's so different. It's so, do you know what it is? It's fucking contrarian. <laughs> He's fucking contrarian. God. It should be called contrarian finance. Mate. Well, so even once their rate jumps to 6%, you, instead of them paying 625000 they'll pay 121000 in interest. Correct. So well, they'll pay six twenty five in total. The to- 500 yeah, they borrowed in plus the interest. As opposed to the saving is four hundred and fifty grand in interest, and they save twenty two years and three months. Wow! So in two years' time, how much would they save? Or s- yeah, 
So in two years, principal reduced per annum, year one. There's a compounding effect, it gets better. $55,120. Yeah, you're talking about 55,000 a year in reduction. Fuck. So 55, then 58, then 62, that compounding effect. So even these guys are gonna be Every saving two, two, three years 100 grand, 100 grand, over 100 grand. Fuck. So that's, again, that's 10%. That's a 20% deposit yep. for a 500 grand. And all of this in my IP and my account is linked into the household expense measure. It's linked into all the major banks. If I get it in here and I can do it in 30, I can write the loan with a heap of banks for you. But I can do it in 7.7. .7. Mm. Guys, it's so fucking simple, it's scary. But then as you see when the message is, where do I get the product? I can only get half of the features. How do I, like, the average consumer doesn't have the info. That's why I've taken the liberty to stay up every night late for the last three weeks since episode 60 mm. to try to answer as much Q&A as I can. I'm only really active on Instagram, guys, to be honest, because it's just quick and easy. I'm a bit old. I'm not that tech savvy with Tiki Toki and Face Space yet, but it's just easy to understand how to do the questions on that. And I've done, oh, you would have seen hundreds, mm, like hundreds. sometimes 100 or 200 a day. You weren't even finishing all your questions before you had to restart it. Yeah, like it was expiring, yeah. like literally, and there was so many of them, it was insane. I'm like, sorry guys, it expired, <laughs> please post it again, and like it was just obscene, right? But also, I just want to say to everyone that's listening, whether you're listening to this because you're learning, whether you're listening because you love the boys, or you like my head like a drop meat pie, or you just want the money that we're going to give away for your learnings, I just want to say thank you to most of you, because the feedback, guys, is like <laughs> potties have hit number one, the amount of thank you messages and gratitude I've got, like there's some really fucking good appreciative human beings out there when people give unconditionally and that's cool so thank you to all of you yeah no, and you guys no, mate, it, mate the, the the nice comments the kind comments make reading all the shit ones worth it, it makes the shit <laughs> ones funny it does you know it what does. i mean like it really and then you get some really good followers too that get it now yeah and now they kind of go into bat for you and they're like <laughs> you just don't get it mate you know and so now you can kind of sit back with the popcorn but of course when you know something's mathematically correct yeah. And like I say to people, cool, tell me, I'll learn from you. If you've got more property than me or more shares, like whatever it is you're doing, I will follow you if it makes sense. Could you teach me? But they never fucking reply. Because no. they probably, probably don't own a property still. <laughs> probably the Wi-Fi bill hasn't been paid. They ran out of Wi-Fi, I don't know. Left Starbucks. So I really hope this helps everyone. Um, yeah, I just really hope it helps, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, mate, 100%. I hope they're sharing the learnings and tagging us all and... See if we can give somebody a deposit for their first home in 20 grand or whether that's 20 grand off a, a single mum's home loan or so, a young family, old family that is like To give someone 20 grand, like, fuck, that's pretty special, man. I love that's that. That's insane. It's epic. <laughs> You're next level, G. You're <laughs> next level, bro. Fuck, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. You got to share it, right? So Insanity. Well, gents, I, um, a question for you both. Something I want to personally get out of G today is, We've talked about how you can save money using the loan structures and budgeting X, Y, Z. I want to talk about how we create more income to service more debt. Like how do we build a business? How do we make money? So yeah. do you want to do this today or another podcast? How do you want to structure it? Um, I reckon that's a whole episode. Like yeah. if we want to go deep into business and, and maybe if the listeners of this one can flip into you guys, put some Q&A up and that. Yeah. What do they want to know about a business? Give me some industries. Like I've got, I'm involved in a lot of businesses and business partners. And look, if I can share some knowledge that helps people build a successful business, I mean, 
we talked about on episode 60, I think we talked a bit of my black tie ball dinner. Oh, yeah. And then I took eight to 800 people at Dalton House in Sydney. It cost a fortune. Mm. And the next day I gave you guys tickets. I was, I had 800 people. Who, and you remember at Richard Branson, they would come out, they're like, yay, for a speaker. And then I come out, and what happened? Half, the whole room stood up. Full about 800 people out of 4,000 people. And like, I was like, yeah, sorry, my mum brought a, a bingo club, you know, and had a joke. Because even I was a bit like, Fucking, this is pretty special, you know? Like, these people appreciate you. So if there's something that that I can teach, I've built an amazing culture and an amazing vibe and tribe and community. Um, And, yeah, if I can give value, I'd love to know what people want to know. I mean, my wife and I have owned health and fitness businesses, some good, some bad. You know, we've got multiple business interests. So if we can help somebody else just with a nugget of gold, happy to. But I reckon that's probably half an episode. So everyone, just start DMing us the questions because we're going to... Don't DM me. (laughs) No. (laughs) G's not going to see your DMs. I will, but I'll be on stage for for fucking 24 hours this weekend. We'll still get it. We'll still get it. So we're going to do another... We're going to do Queensland tour number three for the both sides uh, team. We'll do it again in another couple of months. We'll hit up a. We'll do another few episodes with G up in Queensland this time. Um, so any questions relating to business and all that fun stuff, start DM, DMing us now. You know what? For if us they to come demand up. it hard enough, maybe we'll do one in another week or two. We'll see how they absorb all of this. All right, let's, let's go. go. If the guys, demand, hey, what the people want, the people get. Mate, yeah. Guys, do you want twenty thousand dollars off your home loan and another, another podcast, or are you just, just going to be passive? Like, I'm just trying to think like the start, the learnings people are going to share from that other episode. I want to see the learnings and see who's prepared to do three or four posts of really mm. like good value. I want to see someone's brain fart or, hey, I saved this or I moved this or I did sold my car. Like, I just want to see something insane. And then to be able to like meet that person and change their life, that's fucking epic, man. man. There's no better feel well, than helping kids and people that are less Still helping, though. But just helping, yeah. Just yeah. fucking give. Mm. If everyone gave a little, we'd all get a lot. Mate, you're the guy that gives the most. Uh, so um, young, I, young I, I bloke having that. a crack. What young else, gents? Before we pull the pin, what are we? What haven't we covered? We've covered some numbers Mate, for everyone. Numbers. We've tried to clarify for the trolls. What what else touched we? a little bit of personal. I like the. Sorry, my, I've got one last question before we dip. Um, it is a bit off topic from what we've been talking about. What are your favourite books on business slash finance and self development? Oh, definitely the Money Mentor. Um, how to pay your mortgage off in seven to ten years without living like a hermit. Yep. Like Caveat, I've rewritten the whole book. Yep. It's with a new uh, publisher right now. Um, that book will come out in the next couple of months. Um, the current book is epic. It's, it's all over the stage here and it everywhere. Is. I actually wrote it talking. So I wrote, oh, really? it, yeah, I wrote it over the course of about six to 12 months driving to work. And then I had someone sitting there writing it for me because I was living in Barony Bay and I had an office in Bella Vista. So when you read it, it says, like, literally when you open it up and it says, hey, if you can't handle a few fuck, shit, bullshit, asshole, this long, just take it back to the shop for a full refund because you're not Graham's cup of tea. Wow. So it's actually, like, it's how I talk, if that makes Mm, sense. Yeah. It's big text. It's pretty thin. Most people pick it up and can't put it down. And they're done in a day or two. Now, the only caveat I'm saying if people go out and buy it or whatever is because there's an, that was 2018, it was published, written. So it's a, I'm being honest, I think people should be. It's a bit outdated. Mm. Um, so there's a new version of that coming out plus three other books. So there's one my wife and I have written. 
there's another one that Doc Wilson is co-authoring around investments and economies and stuff. So there's a whole series of books coming out. Sick. But if you do buy that one and keep your proof of purchase, you'll automatically get a free copy of the updated 2024 version as well. Wow. So if someone's struggling at the moment, they do go buy that for a couple of bucks online or whatever. Um, you definitely will get the updated copy for free. Just keep your proof of purchase, send it to my team. Ah, oh, gee, the goat. Just got to give. Gee, the goat, man. What about, give. I don't, hope you don't mind me sharing it, but I remember you um, said at the first podcast, episode 60, that you ended up giving away a fucking car, mm. a Jeep or something when you started. Yeah, I've done some crazy shit, Beck and I. We had actually. We, um. Was that legit? Yeah, legit. The, the people that won it were Doug and Letitia Geary and they lived in Lake Cadai in Port Macquarie. And what's funny is um, their son actually left the Navy and worked for me for the last probably two years as a mortgage broker. Yeah. And he's, yeah, and he's just um, had a baby, wife, beautiful wife, baby, and just gone back into sort of military contracting. But he left after his long service. So it's funny because their son was a client of mine and then they become a client a year or so later. Uh, and yeah, they won the... But do you remember years ago they had those as like, they bought a Jeep. Yeah. Do you remember those yeah. ads? Like you look over the fence, the kid yeah. and the grass was when they're out yeah, driving. Yeah. And I don't know why, just with Beck and I, we just thought the ad was funny. Like, and so we did a deal with a local car yard and we stuck it in shopping centers and said, hey, you can win a Jeep, but we, it's sponsored by a finance firm. It was marketing. And if you fill out this finance questionnaire, we'll give you, you'll get a call, we're going to annoy you. But if you let us come and talk to you, we'll see how we can help you with your finances. And we were doing this for people years and years ago. And at the end of 12 months, we gave the car away. We did a big draw in Port Macquarie. And yeah, I think there's probably 45 grand, 50 grand, a yellow Jeep. It was on Facebook back in the day and local media and everything. We gave away a Jeep. Now, very smartly, guess what they did? Sold the Jeep. Sold the Jeep. Guess where they put the money? Redraw. Paid their mortgage off. <laughs> and then guess what they did with that? Investment property. Bingo. And guess where they are now? Retired and they just bought a sailboat. Let's go. So they still live up Port Macquarie. They've got a caravan. They've got a nice old secondhand beautiful sailing boat. They just retired early, like pre-60s, because I've been working with them since 2012-13, and they retired early. Wow. Mortgage is gone, few properties, starting to sell a few down, boats, campers, caravan, and now they're going to travel Australia. Just a lovely Aussie Ocker couple. Still talk to them daily, weekly. So I've given away a car. Um, this weekend, I'm giving away an all-expenses-paid trip to Necker Island with Sir Richard Branson and my wife and I were hosting a group of amazing people that basically want to spend a week there and learn and grow later in the year. We're giving away that. That's probably a hundred grand prize. We gave away a $30,000 home renovation draw to a family mm. down like Wilton, Appen Picton Way, mm. Wormsley Thompson family. That We did that as well. So we've, we've given away a trip to Disneyland. Go a trip, trip to Disneyland for a family. We've done some really cool marketing shit. I mean, if you don't give... I mean, marketing's marketing, right? But if you don't give back to your community, then you're just taking. Like, yeah. you might be providing a service and there mm. might be um, fair value exchange, but, like, if you're going to make a good profit, in what way are you going to give back to someone or a lot of people? Yeah. So, like, we do cool shit. We talked about the black tie thing and the Branson tickets. We've already booked the Infinity Family Christmas Party for this year in 2024. It's on the Gold Coast. It's going to be in a huge park on the water, security fenced off. We've got food trucks. We've got portable pools coming in to dunk me for charity to throw a ball and <laughs> dunk me in the pool. I'm flying in hot dub time machine as a DJ of a night for the adults. It's kids and families and jumping castles and... Like, just cool shit, like, instead of the black tie wanky stuff where yeah. we can have thousands of our community members 
getting amazing results all hang out together and celebrate their wins. Like, that's going to be fucking epic, man. Mm. I get chills thinking about it. I don't get chills thinking about the cost of it. Um, I've got to be shooting feet to pucker. Right now, I'm sweating. It's like you're going through my bank accounts. But, but, um, but you know, like, I don't know. Like, and it's, we talked about this. What would you do in your local areas? And yeah. I'm doing different shit where we are now. But, again, that's large amounts of profit you could keep or it's large amounts that you can reinvest to your people. And if you talk to most of our community, they love that we give it back to them. You must be making more of an impact on people's lives than like 99.9999% of people in Australia. It's funny that um, we had someone at the Christmas party, the black tie thing, they go, this is fucked, I'll be drinking. My broker sent me a $1 scratchy in a Christmas card last year. And you know those cheap Christmas cards you get from like Golo yeah. or like then barely even recycled paper? And it was like Merry Christmas, like barely any, like and the $1 scratchy. Now, I get it if you're a small business, but do you know what? That's more insulting than sending nothing or just a card. Yeah. Like seriously, like a one dollar scratchy. That's how much you work. If you to made me. three, four, five thousand dollars in gross commission from that loan and trail commission each year, like give a allocate a percentage of your revenue to customer satisfaction. Yeah. Where's the bottle of Dom? Fuck. <sighs> like sixty bucks, fifty bottle. <laughs> Maybe they've got heaps more customers than me, I don't know. Yeah, fuck. I me. doubt it, but <laughs> If they could, they could afford more than $1. Mate, we'd have more hats. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know, guys. We'll, we'll talk about that in the business stuff, maybe. We'll share some of it and some photos and the video stuff. And But I think, um, yeah, if you're in business to make impact mm. and you want to help people think contrarian, you really need to embrace that, like, culture and community. And, and our, like, vibe and tribe, they fucking... I'll have 20, 30 people here over the weekend get on that stage and share their story and then go talk to people all night at the back of the room, have a drink with them, like real people, they'll meet up for coffee. So people in here that are scared will know that it's real. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Ring me in a month after you And they're not getting it. paid, eh? No, nah. fuck no. Just it's funny, I've heard people say before they go on social media, do you reckon those people on stage are paid actors? I'm like, go on social media, find them, fucking go, ask them if they want to catch up with you. I, I wouldn't, I'd be like, fuck, it's my personal shit, but we get them, doctors, vets, nurses, forklift drivers. They come and share, tradies, everyday people. Mm. But you don't know what you don't know. This shit is like you were blind and now you see. Yeah. It's like you're in Antarctica and you're a caveman and you've created fire for the first time and you're warm. Yeah. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Gee, the man. I hope someone's learned something. What did you learn, Kev? Mate, the bigger, to be honest with you, the one thing that really hit hard, I know we spoke about it last time, but is going through the bank account. I didn't really take note of it, but this time he said, yeah, go through your bank account. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And then, instant, and then instantly, as soon as I said, I'm going to do that, I'm like, fuck. Now you do don't I really want to do it. Do it. <laughs> like, the like I know it's going to be terrible. I, I know it's going to... Like, it's going to fucking hurt, right? Yeah. And then it's going to fuck... You're going to be head fucked. If you're in your head, you're dead. The dumb of the DMs, oh, I'm not ready for this right now, but when's this? I'm like, cool, whenever you're ready. Month or two later, hey, I don't know if you're in the message chain. Hey, I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, thousands of people. It's like, I wasn't ready, but I did this and now I am. So what I say is you never need to sell anything to anybody. Provide a solution. When they're ready for the solution, they'll come and get it. Yeah. When you're ready to feel the pain, then you're ready to make, then you can make the gain. It's coming. It's coming. What did you learn? I learned a lot in this session. I learned a lot of um, 
particularly around how you're t- talking about building business and culture for me, something that I'm, I'm really mm. fascinated about. And I learned the art of giving is I want to do more of that. It's interesting. You guys gave today when, you, when we caught up. So you give it to Charity G, which is an awesome, because you know I don't want the money, right? No. But in the same token, that's really cool that you guys already have the grasp of giving. Yeah. Where somebody might go, oh, give him a bottle of this to say thanks, mm. or let's go out for a dinner or whatever. Mm. Like you actually figured out what matters to me, which is giving to other people. So you gave to me so I could give to other people. Mm. So people are listening at home, see what happens? Mm. You start to fuck each other up in a positive mm. way. <laughs> it's like you start fighting over who's gonna pay the bill, then you fight over who's giving a what charity. Mm. Fuck, we make the world a better place. Like legit. Yeah. And there's some fucking dickheads out there. I know I appear like one most of the time, but in all honesty, when you see some of the questions and messages I get out of the thousands, there's some crazy people out there and it's hard <laughs> to keep your shit. So every now and then you see, I send poo emojis and what the fuck. This is the one, the best one. Oh, do you know a good broker? Yeah, he's fat. He's got a, go- a little bit of a beard. He's got freckles. You might be DMing him right now. Like he is taking the piss or what? Like mm-hmm. I find that. And then people are like, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, maybe you just thought I was a free resource and I wasn't a broker, but I was smarter than a broker. So no, it's funny, right? But look, you got to use humor. You got to have a bit of fun, but you got to give guys. So, yep. thank you. Thank you, yeah. G. Give it back to the, to the foundation. You, and what did you learn of these? I learned that if uh, if you can give unconditionally, other people start to follow. Yeah. Like I said, that's what I was going with. That you didn't decide yeah. to give me a bottle of wine or a let's go for dinner. You spent some time, which I really rate, to go. What makes G tick? And mm. he feels good giving. So you gave me the opportunity to feel good to give something, which I did. Just back to something you guys care about. And now we're in this fucked up, awesome cycle. <laughs> now we're going to out and give each other. Oh, mate. As soon as your thing goes on and I'm doing the charity thing, I'm probably just going to send this money straight back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to God damn. I love it. Thanks, boys. Thank you, G. Both sides Pleasure, out. Man. The man, the goat. Let's go. Thanks, boys.